Hello and welcome to the dorm room. Shut the f up, Louie. Hello. Alright, Louie wants to be on the podcast too, I guess. Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I am Mitchell Kaminsky. How are you? You got a three-day weekend upon us. Memorial Day. What a fine day indeed. Uh, thank you to all the men and women uh, of service out there uh, that have sacrificed for this great country. Uh, what are you going to do? Going to go barbecue something? Grill? It's a great grill day. Uh, I was working at the golf course, Chicago Golf, and the guy was telling me he makes his own jerky. So that, I mean, that, could, be, that could be good. Um... Although I feel like if you botch a jerky, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. That sounds like a delicate process. A long, long time in the smoker. I don't have the patience for it. Uh, let's get right into it. Now I want to start with this. Before th this happened last week, uh, right after we recorded our episode, so it's been about a week since it has happened. Uh, but we're gonna talk about the Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson situation. Now let me first and foremost, Josh Donaldson's a douche. All right, let's just, let's establish that. There's a reason he's been on what? How, he's like the Russell Westbrook of the NBA. How many teams has he been on in the past five years? The Braves. Uh, let's see. Let's pull up his. I'm pretty sure it's four teams in the last four, four years. Um, cannot stay on a team. Uh, here we go. Let's see. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, all right. He was on Minnesota, I guess, two years in a row. But the point still remains. Toronto, Cleveland, Atlanta, Minnesota, New York. No locker room wants him in there. Uh, so, the, the guy, he, he's... He's a dick, all right? He, no one really likes him, including his own teammates. And I heard a bunch of rumors. If you don't believe me, number one, uh, last season, uh, you know, they had the whole sticky stuff situation, and he called out Lucas Giolito for cheating. And that's kind of where the White Sox, they got some beef with him because of this whole thing. And then they threatened to fight him in the parking lot. It was a whole to-do. But he, he made a big point about pitchers using the sticky stuff and cheating, and he wanted to defend hitters, which is all fine and well. But a lot of his teammates were also pitchers who used the sticky stuff. Everyone used it for the grip. Because not even just like a cheating thing, you, you get better grip with the ball. So a lot of his teammates, who were pitchers, weren't too happy that he's so outspoken. So there's a problem there. That according to Chuck Garfine, NBC Sports Chicago, he was talking to Dallas Keuchel in spring training. This was an on-the-record conversation. And out of nowhere, Dallas Keuchel just brings up to Chuck uh, that... Donaldson was not well-liked in the clubhouse, especially with the Latino players. He did not get along with the Latino players in the clubhouse. So that was interesting. Uh, Liam Hendricks last year, after that whole spat, with the Toronto Blue Jays, they were teammates in uh, Toronto. He, he said of his time there with Josh Donaldson, he's a, I was not a fan. Uh, and even this year now, after the whole incident happened, he, he came out and said, yeah, I've pulled other clubhouses he's playing with. Nobody likes Josh Donaldson. Even it was very telling, too. Aaron Judge did not go to defend him. He was like, that's a tough luck. Boone did not go to defend him. Besides the Yankee fans, there was no Yankee contingent of players or coaches that went to defend him. So what exactly did he do? And now there's been a bunch of pushback on this on Twitter. So if, you, if you're living under a rock and you didn't see what happened, uh, Tim Anderson, or Yankees White Sox are playing last Saturday. Uh, and Josh Donaldson called uh, Tim Jackie multiple times throughout the game in reference to Jackie Robinson, uh, of course. And uh, Donaldson played it off as an inside joke uh, between the two of them. Uh, and, you know, part of that was because he, he claimed that, you know, there was an article where Tim Anderson called himself the, the new Jackie Robinson. He said he was like uh, the Jackie Robinson of baseball today. So uh, Josh Donaldson started calling him that. 
Tim obviously was not happy. Josh Johnson's next at bat, Yasmani Grandal, shout out him, great teammate there. Gives him an earful, uh, got right into his ear hole, started barking at him, was pointing at Tim Anderson, but like, hey, you can't do that, dude, Come, coming across the crowd racist. And it was racist, it was a racist comment. And all these fans that are saying, no, it's not, it's not racist, I mean, Tim Anderson got offended by it. That's all you need to know. Like, so if it offended him, then he shouldn't have said it. Plain and simple. Now, did maybe he didn't mean for it to be racist, but you can't tell, you can't tell Tim Anderson how to feel there. If he thought it was a racist comment, it probably was. Otherwise, he's not getting that riled up about it. So they're like, all these fans are like, oh, it's not that bad. He called himself Jackie. Well, if you actually read the article, no, he really didn't. He just said, I'm like the Jackie Robinson of baseball because he's trying to make the game fun. The context of that was after he just got ejected uh, and throw after getting thrown at for f- flipping his bat after pimping a home run. And then Brad Keller got mad, threw it at him. The bench is cleared. And then Tim Anderson somehow got suspended from that. Uh, so he said he's trying to make the game fun. Uh, he's like, oh, he's my, my, like the Jack Robinson baseball. And according to Tim Anderson, J- Josh Johnson called them this once while they were in Atlanta. Like, they were playing each other in Atlanta. Josh Johnson was on the, the, the Braves at the time. Called them it, and Tim told them, knock it off. I, I, yeah, I got no reason not to believe Tim. Uh, so, you know, for all the fans, because I wrote an article about this in Sports Mockery, and I, I got a DM from some guy who's like, that was a disgrace. You should be embarrassed of yourself. It's not racist because they had, like, you know, racist. Like, well, yeah, it is. If Tim Anderson said it was, then it probably probably was. If he was offended by it, yeah, then it was probably racist in a racist connotation. He didn't mean it as a compliment. He was trying to do it to get under his skin. And the reason I brought up all the why the teammates don't like him because it's well-established Josh Donaldson is not the nicest of people. So he was definitely doing it. It was not in a playful, joking manager. And you don't have inside jokes with people you're not friends with. Like, name a friend of yours, you know, or someone, I, should, I shouldn't even say a friend of you. Like, you know, we all have inside jokes with buddies. Like, me and my brother got inside jokes. Me, me, like me and Marshall Macaluso, who, who used to be the co-host of the podcast, we got inside jokes. You know, it happens. But, like, if there's a guy you hate, you're not having inside jokes with him. This mechanic at work, I don't got any inside jokes with him. Now he just yells at me for mowing greens wrong. Well, there's no inside jokes there. If you don't like the person, you don't have an inside joke with them usually. Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson do not get along. The White Sox and Josh Donaldson do not get along. They do not have any inside jokes. Dumbest thing I have ever heard. The, 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 the audacity for these Yankee fans to defend him. Like, why the hell is Tim Anderson getting booed? Like, I get some people don't like it, but like that was ridiculous. And the Tim Anderson came out, uh, hit a home run in Yankee Stadium, which was cool. But you know, we that that had I like. The people that are, oh, it's not right. It's like, well, you're not in Tim Anderson's shoes. Like, you can't tell him how to feel. If he thought, if he took it as offensive, then, and the rest of his teammates clearly did too. That was a pretty volatile reaction in the postgame. And you notice that none of the Yankees weren't rushing to defend Josh Donaldson. That's just, you don't get, like, Aaron Judge put it perfectly. He's like, yeah, man, I wouldn't have went there. And then it's almost like poking the bear, too, because then he gave him extra motivation the next day for that doubleheader. He had a huge home run. Uh, it helped the White Sox uh, sweep the, the Yankees in that doubleheader. So, um, yeah. I mean, Josh Johnson, I guess, thanks for lighting the fire under us. Although, uh, Dallas Keuchel made sure we go back to earth and lose all of our momentum. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe didn't really help all, all that much. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. Now, in NBA news, let's, go, let's shift over to this. The Warriors are in the finals. As we are recording this currently, the uh, Heat and Celtics are set to play Game 7. Bye. God, I mean, the Celtics completely bungled the hit there. At home, closeout game. They're not going to win this series now, I don't think. 
And I had them as the favorites to win that that series, uh, but I ish. I that's tough. Got to go back to Miami after after that. Now I will say, Jimmy Butler did need forty seven points. Like that was a Herculean effort. I don't really think the help around him is all, like Bam out of bio. He's just like a, a four on a, on a good team, and he's have a big expanded role here. Um, so we'll see. It should be a good game. I mean. But, boy, if they lose, they're going to be looking back at that game like, man, we really fumbled the bag there. Uh, I don't think it matters, though, either way, if I'm being honest. I think Golden State, the, the Warriors, uh, they're winning the finals. You look at that team, the way they were firing all cylinders, they kicked the crap out of the Mavericks. And no team plays like them. It's so hard to defend them. Clay's going back to his own self. Name one superstar. Like Even like you're playing pickup with people. Nobody runs without the ball like Steph Curry does. I've never been in a pickup game. I've never watched an NBA game where someone is working as hard to get the ball when they don't have it like Steph Curry. And he's a superstar. Most superstars, you're just sitting there waiting for the ball to get past you. He's actively cutting, engaged, working around, running around. That's why he's so hard to guard because even when he doesn't have the ball, if you're the defender, you have to work to guard him because he's constantly looking for space, constantly looking to get open. It's such an unselfish team. Like the way they construct it. They play the game right. I mean, play good defense. They share the ball. There's not a lot of ego there. Like, why did Kevin Durant leave? Ego. They they weren't getting along in the locker room, apparently. Big ego thing. And look how it's working out for them now. That's one of the only teams, I think, in the league that you could lose a player like Kevin Durant. And then not miss a beat. Replace him with Andrew Wiggins and be right back to where you were. Now, it took a year or two, but, like, you lost Kevin Durant, you filled him in with Wiggins, and they're back in the finals. This playoffs had to be the all-time nightmare for Kevin Durant right now. You know, you leave a perfect situation in Golden State. And now, listen, I will under- I will say this. It was obvious he went to Golden State because he wanted to get a ring. Like we have, as as uh, an NBA society, as fans, we judge a person by whether they want a ring or not. Like ask Charles Barkley; that he will never hear the to his grave. He will never hear the end. Oh, you but you didn't get a ring, which is not fair in my opinion. But Kevin Durant's no dummy. He sees that he's like, I need a ring to validate all my greatness. Goes to cat or he goes to. The Oakland ring tracing. And, you know, I, I get it. It wasn't a great look, and now he wants to prove like, hey, look, like I. I can do this on my own too, and that's why I want to branch out. So I can understand for a resume that, like, yeah, I can understand. I can understand why he did it. Uh, but where I question him there is when you're going from a situation like that and you, you pick Kyrie Irving as your running mate and an unproven coach in, in Brooklyn. That it seemed like I don't know that that seemed like a stupid, stupid decision. Uh, and he's, he's paying for it. You know, I understand where he's coming from doing it, but I, I have to say it's really a bad look now. Because people aren't gonna like and that all. People are gonna look at those rings and be like, eh. Especially if they win this year. Imagine if the Warriors win. What people are gonna think of those rings? Kevin Durant run one. Yeah, like, eh, they did it before you. They did it after you. Yeah, you know, you're really that good of a champion. That's why I think it's stupid giving Charles Barkley all that crap for not winning a ring. 
you know, it just sometimes they're not all created equal. Like, all right, you can go on your pylon team, which I guess he did try and go on a pylon team. Just didn't work. Uh, geezers at that point, but um, yeah, I mean, ish, tough, tough look. You not only you get swept, now you gotta watch as your former team rolls to the finals. They're shooting the ball well. They defend so well, and now they don't have a big man inside, which could be a problem. But I mean, the Heat with Bam, maybe that could be a matchup problem, maybe. But uh, the Celtics, I don't think they have a sufficient. Al Horford, it'll be that will be interesting because their lack of a big man might be a problem. But they got so many scores. Like Poole is electric. Peyton can defend the perimeter. Clay Thompson's a good defender. We all know what Draymond can do. And it's gonna make the it's gonna make Jason Tatum's life a little a little bit tougher. Now they're playing a good Heat defense, but I think it's a whole different animal. We're playing the Warriors in Oakland, uh, so I'm anxious to see how that turns out. Uh, but I got the Warriors winning, this regardless of who wins that game seven, because uh, that that should be that should be a fun series to watch. <laughs> I'm gonna play a little audio for you. It's kind of funny. So Jock Peterson smacked Tommy Fan, and this was his explanation for it. Yeah, that happened. That was just that was the only uh, physical part. Um, yeah. Are you able to expand on maybe what preceded that? Why? Um, we were in a fantasy fantasy league together. Uh, I put somebody, a player, on the injured reserve when they were listed as out, and. Um, added another player, uh, and then um, uh, there was a text message in the group saying that I was cheating uh, because I was stashing players on my bench, and then, uh, I don't know, I looked up the rules and sent a screenshot of the rules, how it says that when a player is ruled out, you're allowed to put them on the IR. And uh, that's all I was doing. And then uh, it just so happened that he had a player, uh, Jeff Wilson, who was out. And he had him on the IR. And I said, you literally have the same thing on your team, on your bench. And then I guess he was in two leagues. And in one of them, he was on the IR. And one of them, he wasn't. So maybe that was a confusion. But on the ESPN league we were in, it, it was listed as out, so it's like it feels very similar to what I did, uh, and that was basically all of it. There's not much more to it. Was there any advanced <laughs> Over fantasy football, and he's... <laughs> And so that's why Tommy Pham, and I, I think I said Jock Peterson smacked Tommy Pham. That's why Tommy Pham uh, smacked Josh Peterson, Jock Peterson, according to Jock Peterson. Now, first off, if this is true, it almost seems too, like, too stupid to be made up. Um, so I, I, I'm guessing it's true. <laughs> but if that's why Tommy Pham was mad, I mean, come on, man. That's like a well-known strategy. Like, Jock Peterson, for the fantasy players out there, did nothing wrong. I, I think he... he you got the IR for a reason. The guy's hurt. Of course you're going to put him on the IR. What, are you going to cut, like, you know, Nugent Hopkins, or, uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, 
gets hurt last year. What am I going to do? Release him? Yeah, you can store him on the IR, but you're not going to go with that empty wide receiver slot. So, of course, you're going to pick up someone. So, I guess you want to call it stashing. But even if it is stashing, there's nothing against the rules on that. My fantasy basketball league, I had Ben Simmons stashed on the bench. Mostly, I drafted him in like the last round. I was like, oh, well, you know, he might come back. Stashed him on the bench most of the year on the IR. Didn't really work out for me, but that's a common strategy. It's Tommy Pham. Come on, man. Do better. Sandwicher hour. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if that's like the real reason. See, I don't, I buy this story. I feel like that is not the actual reason. Something had to have been said. And they just didn't want to air dirty laundry in the media. This, uh, I, I feel like that story is true. I feel like uh, Tom McFan might have been mad at him. There might be some beef there. I don't think that's the reason he slapped him, though. Uh, there had to be something else there. That would be such a stupid reason <laughs> to get into it. But, uh, yeah. And what are you going to do, I guess? Who knows? Um, unfortunately... Uh, this is going to be one of our last episodes for a while. So I just got a promotion at the uh, company I work for, Sports Mockery. Um, and I am now the lead White Sox writer. Uh, so writing a lot more content for them. And I'm also going to be featured uh, on their podcast every Wednesday night, Pinwheels and Ivy. We got a segment. I will be on a weekly segment every week, their White Sox segment, for about 15 minutes. Uh, segment to be named. We're looking for suggestions right now. Uh, <laughs> got... So the name is pending uh, on that one, so, but I will be featured on their podcast. I'm doing a lot more work with them, uh, so unfortunately we'll not be able to focus on this one as much. It's going to slow things down. I'm still going to try to get some episodes out, at least you know, a couple a month, but it will not be on the same weekly basis, unfortunately. So I appreciate all you guys sticking with us. Um, unfortunately, you know, Dorm Room Dispute was started as a college podcast. Now that officially graduated kind of fizzling out you know i will be happily share my opinions on the big sports news as much as we can but um it uh we're coming to an end here as we uh move on to bigger and better things but uh for everyone that's been on it I, it was a fun ride the past four years starting this thing you know me and marshall started it on Halloween uh, night, we recorded our first episode, but it all started because we'd always argue about sports, and the roommates would always be sick of it, and they're like, just start a podcast. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of entertaining. Uh, you know, you should you, you should just make a podcast and uh, argue about it down there. So that's how it all got started. And, you know, going from recording those things in our dorm room to, to earlier this year, we had Jack McDowell, former Cy Young winner, uh, on the podcast. It, it's kind of cool to see this way, how, how it's grown. And uh, all you guys that have been on there, I've had a blast having all of our friends on here. Uh, shout out, uh, Alvaro Miklak came on earlier. Matt Harrington, our hockey guy. Um uh, Aiden Conklin, uh, it, it, it's been a blast. So um, I appreciate all you guys listening. I appreciate the sport. I will try and get some out uh, occasionally, but um, we will not be having the same weekly podcast. But definitely check out our Sports Mockery articles and every Wednesday. You know, if you like hearing uh, my rambling, especially on the White Sox, which is kind of right up my alley, um, Pinwheels and Ivory, every Wednesday night, they will be coming out. I think you can find them live, too, if you want to engage uh, with us and the audience, you can find it on Twitter at Sport or Pinwheels and Ivy uh, or Sports Mockery. They will have the live stream up Wednesday nights, I believe, at five o'clock. I want to say five o'clock or seven. I'll, I'll tweet. I'll retweet that on our Dorm Room Two page. But um, yeah, that's all we have for you. By the way, before we end here, kind of cool. I just got a follow from Jim McMahon, the Punky QB from Chicago Bears. I mind he follows a lot of people, but yeah, that's kind of cool. You know, like. <laughs> 
Come back from work on, on a Saturday morning, you get a follow from Jim McMahon. That's a great way to start your day. You feel reinvigorated. Punky QB. I think he only followed me because of all the head trauma. You know, he had a lot of head injuries. He's following everyone these days, but best quarterback, I think, in Bears franchise history. Hard to name another one. There's a clip that was circulating on Facebook of Aaron Rodgers. He was being asked to name the Bears' last uh, 18 quarterbacks, I think since 2008, and he got through four. Hey, it's hard. It's tough. Uh, I'm trying to think. Grossman, Spent Cutler, Kyle Orton, Mitch, Justin Fields, Jimmy Clausen. Um, oh, that's actually kind of that, – that is tough now that I think of it. Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, um, who are some of the other stiffs we've had? Matt Barkley, um, was Brian Greasy there, or that that was my that might have been before Jay Collar. That was earlier two thousands. Greasy was. Um, see, it's tough. Aaron Rodgers in the division, he still can't name them all. A lot of Bears quarterbacks. Jim McMahon. Shines above the rest. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Warriors going to win the finals. You heard it here first. Put some free money on right now. Uh, yeah, there you go. Thanks for listening.